Time Rush recap show. Today we are recapping Big Time Crib season one, episode four. It was directed by David Kendall and written by Scott Bellows. Kendall. <laughs> yeah, but not that Kendall. Whoa. A different Kendall who was directed, produced, and written for like every Nickelodeon show and also Hannah Montana and an episode of Jonas. <laughs> That's actually the who Kendall Schmidt was named after. Like, yeah. His parents were friends with him. That's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> To our fans. It begins immediately after five hours of dancing, seven hours of harmonies, and Jim sweating through 14 bandanas. That's where they bring us in. Turns out fame is hard. But it's okay because they get to relax by the amazing Palmwoods pool that I think is really only, it's what, like, it's not a big pool. It's a small pool. They really gas it up and it's just nothing. They, they don't have pools in Minnesota because it's too cold. They only have above ground pools, maybe. Well, all maybe of their pools are. That's why they play hockey, because all of their <laughs> pools turned into ice skating rinks, so they don't have a choice. Um, but they don't get to enjoy their small pool for very long, because they have to get out of the way of the sexy dog dog food commercial starring Lightning the TV Wonder Dog. Yeah, the director walks in and goes, what's this? I didn't order extras. And Kendall's like, we, we live here, this is our pool. And she yells, strike the boys! <laughs> so it does a nice fun zoom in on the sexy dog dog food bag and it's a healthy dog is a sexy dog and it promotes this shiny sexy coat and yeah lightning is great he's wearing sunglasses and a fancy robe hair and makeup is doing a great job i guess a sexy dog like i guess i don't know he's, i guess that's a metric i don't know what makes a dog sexy yeah, but... i kind of wanted to die like how exploited <laughs> is he being by this process i mean he seems pretty self-aware. Like, he waved at them with yeah, he an does. arm. He seems to have the most agency out of a lot of people. Of a... Out of, like, any of the characters. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so yeah. So they can't be at the pool, so they try to go relax in the amazing Palmwoods lobby. But Bitters comes out in his shirt that matches the couches and tells them that they're not allowed to loiter in the <laughs> lobby after nine. Oh, so wait, when they get deposited in the lobby, so <laughs> it's, it's nine <laughs> men <laughs> walk over to them, pick them up, carry them into the lobby, deposit them on the chairs. It took nine men for these four boys. <laughs> They're all just wearing flannels and hoodies. Which and... one of them got the extra man? I mean, James is the tallest? tallest. But I feel like Carlos would flail the most. <laughs> True. Anyway, so yeah, Bitters walks in and he immediately goes, the four hockey players from Minnesota. They don't play any hockey in this episode. Do they just talk about hockey a lot? Yeah. They definitely do. Or is it that Bitters trying to slight them by not acknowledging that they're in a boy band or in any way I think successful? It's a, I think it's a combination of those two. I think that they talk about hockey more than they talk about being in a band. Yeah, because they always have to explain how they became a band. <laughs> I also like to think that it's a big meme at the Palmwoods <laughs> to talk about them being hockey players. <laughs> yeah, Logan says, I'm not getting a friendly vibe. So they get to learn the rules of the lobby. It's got the whiteboards. Now, the most amazing thing about this for me is that someone off screen throws him a retractable <laughs> pointer. It's Bob. I'm really upset that he only focused on the board with the rules on it and not the one that said seize the day and, or it says, bitter says, seize the day and pay your rent. <laughs> yeah. So I guess they're okay in rent. So, yeah, no loud music, no ball playing, no pool parties, no loitering in the lobby after nine. And the last rule is have a nice day. So <laughs> they're doing their best. So I know in a few episodes we find out that there's absolutely no partying allowed at the Palmwoods. So was there an incident between now and then where it went from no pool parties to like no parties? I'm sure. Right. And you I'm sure that it was their fault. Yeah. <laughs> out for it. Yeah. <laughs> and so. so they have to go back to their lame, crusty apartment. To Jerry. <laughs> he calls it the gracious interior of our very own apartment. And I'm pretty sure my grandparents have that couch in their basement. <laughs> so that was fun. Do your grandparents know how that couch could have broken in the manner that it did? Because it just, it's such a clean, <laughs> collapsing. <laughs> yeah. And it does it so almost elegantly. It is a very it's elegant It's just break. the legs go... 
complete synchronicity. I don't know enough about couch architecture. Maybe it's like, maybe that's a feature. Maybe it's like a Murphy couch. You Mm. can make it lower. (laughs) You can fit other things underneath it. Yeah. And then you can smush them. Uh, I want to say shout out to the sound effects guy for this scene because he does a bunch of fart noises every time they show a different angle of the apartment. So so that was fun. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, they're sad because the apartment sucks and everything is beige. And then the couch collapses. And Okay, we get the fun intro, and then it brings us back to the lobby again. They ring the bell ten times because they are obnoxious teenage boys <laughs> who everyone hates. It is specifically Kendall who does it because I think he is, like, the most obnoxious teenage boy. But mm-hmm. it's actually one of my favorite Kendall episodes ever. <laughs> he has such good chaotic energy. They are... Right? Like, Four obnoxious teenage boys from Minnesota. <laughs> Bitters finally comes out of his office. He's got a mouthful of french fries and a handful of box of french fries. He and spits them on Logan. He's had a lot of french fries in this episode. That's like his, his running gimmick. Yeah, I don't think it well, ever happens again. I don't think it's foreshadowing. I don't think we can call it foreshadowing. <laughs> I think it is. Anyway. <laughs> we knew there was a bunch of ketchup somewhere. <laughs> so Kendall requests a nicer apartment, please. There's like a picture of like some cool apartments. And Carlos is like, well, why did they get those? Ours is a big time dump. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, uh. And that's what he spits on Logan. So then Bitters brings them upstairs and gives them a tour of their own apartment that they've been living in for a while. It tells them about all the things that have happened in this very room, which is also upsetting because it's not just a room. He keeps referring to it as their room, but it is definitely a multi-room apartment, right? It's gotta be. We cannot discuss the logistics of this apartment. <laughs> Especially, okay, maybe after it gets renovated, we can, like, start digging in, but... I don't, I don't think so. It's insane. <laughs> I tried building it in The Sims, and I'm still trying to figure some things out. <laughs> Too many holes I have there. an extra wing for the bedroom. Oh my god. I guess a lot of prolific celebrities stayed in there when they were young up-and-comers in Hollywood. So a big stain on the carpet when Lindsay Lohan threw up some chocolate milk. There was, he called it a slight blemish on the wall. It was from Shia LaBeouf (laughs) playing soccer inside. No soccer indoors. That's his other rule. He made sure to tell them when they got a little bit excited and had a little bit of Uh, joy in their eyes and then he squashed it immediately. (laughs) And they don't want to watch the TV enjoyed by Kanye West when he was known around here as... Low Kanye West. And again, he calls them out for playing hockey. He says, there's no way I'm putting four hockey-playing pooligans in one of my finer apartments. So, like, there's definitely got some hockey-related incidents. Are hockey players marginalized (laughs) in this universe? I think so. Oh, so it's like a real underdog story because no one could ever claw their way up for being a hockey player. I'm obsessed with this, and we're going to follow it through the rest of the show. (laughs) Also, when he was explaining all the things that they're not allowed to do on their lease. They're not allowed to paint. They're not allowed to fix any holes. They're not allowed to hang personal pictures. And then he takes one down, and then there's another hole behind it, and then he immediately puts it back and is like, I'll allow this one. It's a garbage lease. Like, <laughs> this, this is their home. Did and Mrs. They... Knight just sign this? I mean... I'm Jennifer? sure that it was set up by Gustavo, oh, and it was so. the best he could do. Right. It was probably not Kelly not the best he could do. Yeah. I don't think that they really expected the boys to stick around this long, frankly. Yeah, so Carlos is upset that installing an indoor swirly slide is probably out of the question, like with, you know, the other <laughs> situations. So but he's got such great vision, though. I'm really perturbed by the term swirly slide, though, because when, like, a kid at an elementary school would have his head shoved in the toilet by a bully. walking bully stereotype, <laughs> and then they flush it. Um, Scott. Also, I'm pretty sure that we did in kindergarten there was a swirly slide, and at one point, yeah, there, we did there was like a week... at that. Well, there was like a week straight where that was like the thing... Somebody would stand at the top where the steering wheel was and spin it while somebody else went down and pretend you got flushed down the toilet. Oh God. <laughs> I forgot about that. So we wow. did recognize. Okay. So then they're like, hey, bitters, bitters, please, please, bitters. Please let us out of this garbage, lease." And then he leaves the apartment and he says, this matter, like this door. <laughs> is closed and then he slams the door behind him and that's what knocks over the personal photo right was it kendall was like well i'm surprised the pipe didn't burst i thought it was carlos because then kendall Carlos's says pipe, pipe just burst, burst. <laughs> no james <laughs> says pipe yeah. just burst god damn it no, wait, no, wait, no it was Ken- i'm sorry no, it definitely was james <laughs> i'm no no you're fine i'm uh, just mad at them <laughs> see i can't even make fun of you for not recognizing them on that album cover <laughs> they cut their hair i know <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> the biggest mistake they made is a band. The future seasons are gonna kill me. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're getting sprayed by the water from the burst pipe. Carlos is trying to catch the spray water in his mouth. Like, oh, he's trying that. to drink the pipe water, so Carlos, poor, poor kid. He just this, needs some supervision. This is night. Writers do this to Carlos. <laughs> I, know. I think it's just Carlos Tana likes doing fun things. It's the optimistic read. So they're like, well, a great apartment's not going to just fall out of the sky. And then this photo of a great apartment just falls from the top of the screen. And then it, it's like a cool transition because now they're in rock records. So they're being shown the concept art for their next music video. And it's a cool teen apartment with electronics, cool arcade games, and a swirly slide. <laughs> Griffin's there too. He requests one for his office. <laughs> Which, spoiler alert for future episodes, is not there, so mm -hmm. he must have gotten bored with it pretty quick. Or he has multiple offices. He has this whole office for the swirly slide. I mean, you're right. <laughs> Put one in my New York office so we don't have to film it. Yeah, so Gustavo's like, Griffin, I don't know what this is, but I need to work on the dogs with harmonies. Is I don't that, know what is this that... is. <laughs> so Griffin says, change your plans. Our ancient Japanese founder, Mr. Fujisaki, and yeah, when they say his name, there is a gong sound effect it's noise, horrible. which is rough. He says, Mr. Fujisaki wants to dump our music division. So the boys are supposed to film a promotional music video to convince them otherwise, and they're going to be surrounded by all sorts of RCM, CBT, Global Nazi Android products. Griffin says Mr. Fujisaki's name here again, and there's another gong underneath it. And they're going to do interviews. And uh, according to James, we could all wear bandanas. He also says that they can sell all of the products, like, I don't remember the other two things, but missile defense systems are one of them. <laughs> Yeah, no, I feel like... We're all just fine with it. <laughs> yeah, we need to keep that in mind when we learn more about this company. <laughs> Are we going to learn more about this company? Oh, yes. I mean, yeah. There's, there's oh, a, wow. a wide okay. and deep canon. Um, we get to see Mr. Fujisaki in the flesh. So when James talks about the bandanas, the Hulu subtitles did not spell bandanas correctly. They put an extra N. Okay, mm. once when I was trying to text you guys about bandanas, my phone autocorrected with a second N. That's not... Interesting. I was typing these notes and it didn't... It was like B-A-N-D-A-N-N-A. -N -N -A. Yeah, that's... Is that like an alternate spelling? Totally I guess, but I've never that. seen it before the past couple weeks. And also, while we're talking about bandanas, I did think about, while I was putting on one of my many COVID bandanas, James Diamond, at the beginning of COVID, would definitely be handing out bandanas to all his friends and feeling <laughs> so, like... <laughs> He's like, finally, they're gonna so wear much vindication. <laughs> So Griffin tells them that she did the interviews by the water because Fujisaki thinks water is lucky. There's no gong noise this time, so that's, I guess, an improvement. But then he's like, that's weird. Right. Uh, so I looked up... I also... <laughs> what did you find? When I looked up water and lucky, I found relation to Chinese astrology, like lucky water being a thing. So two possibilities I came up with are Fujisaki subscribes to Chinese Zodiac, even though he's Japanese, which wouldn't make a lot of sense. And the more likely option is that Griffin is just racist, which unfortunately seems very... very or the showrunners are just racist. Like the or, <laughs> right. No, because they're like, oh, this is an Asian thing. He thinks water is lucky. Right. And but I mean, it's definitely a... racist regardless because they have the gong. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Okay. Or at least racially insensitive and not really doing a lot of research. Yeah. Which no, is that's not a way to put it. Uncommon for, was it 2010? But what did you find in your research? Exactly the same thing. Oh, no. <laughs> I also Googled water and lucky. Because <laughs> um, I was trying to look up just like water symbolism, but it's a lot of just like life and the stuff that you would expect. Anyway. Gustavo also had a really good hat. I liked it a lot. I mean, it's just a bright blue Kangol hat. It's not my least favorite thing he's ever worn. <laughs> Griffin needs their video in two days. Gustavo gives a nice reaction here, like, you know, mouth gaping open. Yeah. Um, he holds it for, like, a really... Everyone else is just kind of, like, bemused and, like, a little surprised, and he commits to it, and I respect him for that one. Thanks, Which, Steve. You'd think if anybody is used to Griffin's shenanigans, <laughs> it would be Gustavo. This is not the first time he's... I think last time they had three days to make a boy band. Right, and also... And now they have two days to make a video. I think they'll be okay. Yeah, and, like, Gustavo's worked with Griffin for so long. Mm-hmm. So Gustavo decides they should do everything at the studio because it's easier, quicker, and cheaper. I guess the boys got to take that concept art home with them because they're standing in their shitty apartment, like, holding up the concept art and, like, yearning. I mean, I'm confident that Kendall just stole it. Yeah. Yeah, that does... He's the bad boy. No. So. <laughs> Um, this is where Kendall does say, a week ago... Oh my god, it was a week! <laughs> Sorry, I'm just... I wrote down this quote, I didn't... 
absorb what I'm saying. A week ago, we were a hockey team in Minnesota. I've, they were definitely at the School of Rock for oh, man. too many days for this to be Oh, possible. I assume that was all in the same day. I'm um, not going to lie. Yeah. Okay. Or at least two days. Also, I like that they were the hockey team, and there were no other members <laughs> of the hockey team. <laughs> so, yeah, they're plotting how to get all that cool apartment stuff in their actual apartment. And Logan's like, how are we going to get this all in here? And James whips a bunch of bandanas out of his pocket. And he goes, take any color you want. <laughs> I don't know what the implication is of how that's going to help them get them all in there, but I respect it. And then Kendall says, we're not wearing bandanas in the video, okay? And then James is really upset. He says, you guys never support my risky fashion choices. And then I felt really bad for him. They do, though, prior it, to the bandanas. Well, right. I, I can think of many examples later where they don't. And also, like, it's bold of Kendall to be saying anything wearing his Freddy Krueger shirt, which he wears <laughs> often. <laughs> So Kendall's solution is related to the fact that the Palm Woods is the home of the future famous. So they all run down to the lobby and Kendall stops them. He goes, wait for it. And then on cue, Camille runs up and she's dressed in this beautiful black gown with a pearl necklace and big puffy shoulders. I don't remember exactly what her speech was. I think the guy's name was Trevor. Yeah. And he did something bad and she's very upset. And then she slaps him. She slaps him first. That's how she opens yes. it. Love her. I think she just really hates Kendall. <laughs> so Kendall's like, Camille, Camille. And she goes, oh, what? <laughs> and then they all say, in unison, we need to borrow your acting. And then Camille just shrugs. She's like, sure. And she's I'm just so like, chill. she's so fun. She's so chill. <laughs> she's been looking for somebody who's more chaotic than her mm-hmm. so that she doesn't look as bad in comparison. I think that's why she just just drawn to these four hockey players. <laughs> so then it cuts to her undercover. She's wearing a suit and glasses and has like a professional ponytail. She goes to the set where they're like building the whole apartment and she tells the woman in charge, she's like, we need this installed at the Palmwoods instead. And she's doing a very good job. She gets her business card and says, call Mr. Griffin on this number only if you have any questions. Which, that whole thing is very leveraged. Like, that's how they... <laughs> That's how they do these things. Well, because then she walks out of that room, and the boys are, like, around the corner, like, outside the studio waiting for her, Mm -hmm. and then immediately the cell phone rings. Mm -hmm. So then they force Logan to do his Griffin impression, Um, but I guess first they have to stomp on his foot really hard for it to come out of him, and then he yells, and then, like, (laughs) did they not hear that part? That's a weak Griffin impression. I don't. Yeah, no, it's not. (laughs) Is this where we learn Griffin's first name for the first time? I don't know. I know it's Arthur. I thought that was wild. I don't yeah. think it suits him. I, I keep thinking his first name. I know. <laughs> Griffin, Griffin. <laughs> yes, the phone immediately rings. So this a supposed assistant of Griffin walks in and like gives her information. They leave and then she immediately calls up the CEO to ask them like one question. I think she wants to confirm before making any decisions. Yeah, because a child did just... Yeah, show up and tell her to do something. True, but it wasn't a good Griffin impression. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, like, it's in so what bad. world would the CEO of a giant company be handling this at such a low level? <gasps> it's very important. He clearly picked the team. Right. He was very involved but in the planning process for this. It's unfathomable to me that he wouldn't just have an assistant talk to these people and he'd just give her all, I don't know. Well, I think that's what they were trying to set Camille up as, the assistant. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, well, I thought she did a really good job, but that lady did not trust her. Well, because she's a 16-year-old. But she, mm, yeah. <laughs> so the way that Logan ends the call <laughs> is probably the worst thing I've ever heard. That's why it's so unbranded for Griffin. Worst thing in the show so far. I have to go touch my mama now. No, he, he does like this very elongated, terrible okay. He's like, okay. <laughs> and he says the rest of it really fast, which I would too. I think that was the last confirmation that this is Griffin because no one else would say something like that. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Logan's really upset now. He's like, all you've done is set us up for big time trouble. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. And then Kendall like, goes, oh, our little Logie, you so pessimistic. It's weirdly flirtatious. And <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> he's just having a great time. This whole episode, he's just living in his element. <laughs> he only came here to cause problems. <laughs> is this when Camille also hits on Logan? Yes, the yeah, first time Carlos goes, and he's so scared of everything. And Camille goes, and so hot. And they all double take. And, but, and but, again, Logan but nobody, goes, okay. Nobody double took it 
our little Logies, so... I still feel like that was a weird reaction. And I know they're probably trying to set up, like, oh, Camille's weird and, like, Logan doesn't like her or anything yet, but I don't know. It's like, you're a 16-year-old boy and a hot girl, like, from your right. apartment building just said that you're really hot. Like, wouldn't you at least be, like, flustered for a second? He's just confused and then wants to move on. I, <laughs> I think know. that was him being flustered. <laughs> no, he's, no, no. We've seen Logan flustered. That's fair. No. Anyway. He's, just, um, he's not even taking time to process it. He's just moving on. I have too many things to deal with right now. <laughs> I cannot add this to my plate. True. I know. He's like, Kendall's causing too many problems. <laughs> So they're like, well, what are you going to tell your mom tomorrow about the crew that'll be invading our apartment from 11 to 3? <laughs> and then it cuts to their apartment where Mrs. Knight is like, hey, I almost forgot. I'm going to go look for a job tomorrow, so I'll be gone from about 11 to 3. And Logan's like, okay, that happened. <laughs> and this is where she sets down a plate of hot dogs on the table, and Carlos, like, loses his shit. <laughs> Um, and that's very Kendall. He, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to describe this with words. The look he gives to Logan. Told you it would work out. Yeah. Anyway, um, it's very good. Um, James is creating wrist dances, and he's very proud of them. <laughs> but they're like, okay, so what now? And this is where Kendall's like, I have no idea. Frankly, I can't believe we got this far. So he's just, he's just he doesn't care about any of it. <laughs> likes causing problems, so he saw the opportunity. <laughs> I will cause problems on purpose. They all just completely ignore James. He even does, like, a little, like, he waves on in front of his face and, like, does a little, like, shimmy and waves his fingers. But Kendall just ignores him and is like, okay, we gotta worry about Gustavo. <laughs> they need someone who can get inside his head. Someone who can think like him. We're gonna find someone that devious. It's <laughs> Katie! immediately cut to Katie. <laughs> And she has the whiteboards and the pointer from the lobby. So, yeah, I'd actually noticed in that first scene when he's going over the rules, there was a third whiteboard, but we couldn't see what it said, and I was really upset. And now I'm like, that's what it said! And I couldn't show us because we're not there yet! <laughs> so I felt really vindicated in that moment. She goes through her three-step plan where they need to get more future famous from the palm ones, and she suggests the Jennifers because of their fearlessness. No, for, for their lack of fear. <laughs> for their lack of fear. <laughs> Um, I recommend the Jonas Brothers for their life. I don't want to do this again. The second one is they have to... She loves, like, cordless power tools and sawdust. And then then cool code phrases. Yes, cool code phrases, which I don't think they use. They use one. And then... (laughs) They use the most basic one. I know. They're so basic. And then Kendall interrupts her to ask where she got the whiteboard. And then it cuts to Bitters in the lobby, walking by, eating a big old thing of french fries. And then he sees that the whiteboard from the middle is missing. And then he just chokes out, exasperated. <laughs> he just like... <coughs> I really thought he was going to die. I was worried about it. <laughs> so when I first watched all throughout middle school, I always thought that scene... Because I never realized that there like, were three whiteboards and then she took one. I thought that she had written, like, Bitter says seize the day and pay your rent, because that's a wild thing for Bitters to write about himself. So I thought he was reacting to that dumb thing that she wrote about him <laughs> on the board, but that has nothing to do with any of it, and none of that is true, so this whole episode got turned around for me with that one. And then Katie and Carlos fight over who would get to ride the swirly slide first, and Kendall says, you can do it! Together! Like, immediately the whole situation is deflated. Like, they're, they're, they're like, okay. <laughs> Carlos and Katie fighting over who gets to go down a slide that doesn't exist yet first <laughs> is extremely chaotic, but Kendall's like, no, we have to focus on the main chaos for which I can take credit for doing my chaos. But he also endorses James' chaos. Like, in that moment, that's when James pops up from the bottom of the screen and goes, let's do this, and he whips out another handful of bandanas, um, and then they all say, we're not wearing bandanas. James is like, bandanas are cool, and then he just walks out of the room. <laughs> He doesn't get to hear the rest of the plan, I guess. Well, I mean, he's the diversion. <laughs> so then they go, or they go to Rock Records to request of Gustavo the first step of their plan. So what they've got set up, um, Gustavo set up this like terrible fake water background. It's just a big sheet that has what big water on it. A fake seagull that's amazing. <laughs> It reminds me of the 60s Batman movie where the Joker kidnaps a man on a yacht and then tries to convince him that he's still on the yacht for many days while he's just locked up in his room. And they, like, set up that sky and water thing in the seagull outside of his window and just, like, make noises. Oh, yeah. And it's very good. And this is, like, an at-home version of that. And I love it. So Kelly says that Fujisaki is going to hate it. I got another gong. But Gustavo goes, Fujisaki's 200 years old, and all he knows is what kind of yogurt he likes. And that's when the boys come in. 
Also, um, Kelly looks really good in that green shirt. That's just mm-hmm. a, there's a lot of good fashion choices in this episode. I forgot completely to notice any of their clothing, so I'm <laughs> glad that you did. <laughs> so Gustavo's leaning really, really hard into the dog metaphor in this one. Mm-hmm. They're walking up, and then he doesn't even look at them. He just goes, "Heal, stay, speak." <laughs> Yeah, he immediately shoots down their idea to shoot at the pool. And then to assert his dominance, he tells them to sit because they're dogs. And then when they don't, he says, don't sit. And then they all sit down. (laughs) I'm proud that even Logan didn't attempt to sit in the first one. Yeah. Uh, Kelly agrees with the boys and they're all talking over each other. They're like, yeah, it's so smart. And then at the end, they're all like, yeah, booyah. And Gustavo responds to this with, no, yeah. And he has a little tantrum where he yells a lot and yeah. jumps up and down. I, I legit put Gustavo Big Baby Stomp. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's Big Baby Stomp. Just kind of make the entire set fall down. Um, and when the beach set falls down, it reveals the man with the seagull stick that was hanging up behind him on a stool. He's still holding up this eagle. He's committing to it. Give him an Emmy. That's what Gustavo's like, hey, let's do the interviews at the Palmwoods. And so they do. Kelly's paying bidders a bunch of money just so they can film at the pool. He does extort more money from her, and she's like, fine, whatever. When he she hands him the second check that's like $500, he goes, I'll be in my office if you need me. And then as he's heading to his office, he like kisses the check. What is... Is why is why <laughs> he's just a disgusting little man. Like, what is he gonna do to the check? I don't know. Understand? <laughs> like, Griffin is horrible, but Bitters is just vile. <laughs> <laughs> That's the making this happen fee, right? Is yeah, what he calls it. Yeah, I think yeah, the official stance of Big Time Rush is that landlords are evil. I think that's it. They did it. <laughs> Is there another, is it just him and that he really establishes yeah. it? Okay, I didn't, I was like, is there another landlord I forgot about? <laughs> so the plan is underway. Katie gets a text from the Jennifers. Her very old flip phone. It's amazing. <laughs> I think, I think the reason they texted Katie and not any of the boys is because they just refused to give the boys their numbers. And is that when they say the bird is in the cage? <laughs> yes. So Kendall's giving them the whole rundown and tells them what to do. So James's job is to stall Gustavo. Carlos, Katie, and Camille go to the studio and fake that the set's being built. And then Kendall and Logan stay behind to install the swirly slide and all those other electronic goodies. Is <laughs> <laughs> how he says it, which is very intense. Um, it's horrible. <laughs> but he's like a kid in a candy store. I know. I love it. It's so funny. <laughs> and then he put on war paint. Yeah. And yeah. he goes, move out. <laughs> the left one is so crooked. It is. It's bothered me for so long. <laughs> These things stay with me in that So for James's situation, so he's doing the interviews first. Gustavo has him sit by the pool for his interview. Kelly asks why she's so hard on the boys, and Gustavo says that all talent is dogs, <laughs> and you have to train dogs properly or else they'll go wild and poop on your carpet. <laughs> Has he had dance poop on his carpet? Before? I hope not. I hope it's mostly metaphor, but who knows anymore? I think so. And then Kelly leaves to go check on the cool set building mm-hmm. while Gustavo tries to interview James. <laughs> James is wearing a purple bandana. Yeah, and he wears it like around his forehead, like a headband. Gustavo's like, James, take off that bandana, and he takes it off, and there's like a Velcro sound effect. <laughs> Just not how he's, I no, he's prepared for this. He knows exactly so how he it's takes gonna it go off. Down. And then he's wearing like a tealish one <laughs> under it. And Gustavo's like, take off that bandana. And then he takes it off. And there's an orange one underneath. And then Gustavo screams an establishing shot, which is my favorite running gag. Like he screams very close to the camera and then it zooms out and then there's like a big wide shot of LA and then the exterior of Rock Records. <laughs> the next scene, it's all his- while the scream is playing. <laughs> And so Kelly goes to check on the set, and luckily she has never seen Camille before. So when Camille comes out to the door to say that she can't go in because it's a safety violation with no hard hat, a liability, actually, (laughs) she just accepts it and leaves to get coffee. So that was a scheme they could run exactly one time. (laughs) Back at the Palmwoods, they... Wait, wait, I do want to talk about Carlos sitting on the floor with two drills. (laughs) He's just drilling the air. He looks like he's having the time of his life. He thrives on chaos. 
Was it Katie that got to stand on the ladder and just throw sawdust? Yeah. Yep. Even though you can't really see through the door at all. Well, you can see, like, just beyond Camille. I think okay. that's what it was. Like, it kept falling on her head. Mm-hmm. So it seemed like there was just wild things happening in there. Yeah, back at the palm woods, Kendall and Logan have their tree hats. So Kendall's fixed his little war paint, thank God. And Logan goes, was the eye black really necessary? And Kendall just goes, no. But the music really sets the tone, right? <laughs> like but what really kills me is, just, was the eye black really necessary? No. <laughs> He's playing this dollar store Mission Impossible music. And this little stereo he just carries around with him. Like, not even on his phone or anything. I know it's 2010. The Jennifers show up and... They reiterate their deal that they have to be in the video. And it's like a like blinking it's, it's gonna be seen by a lot of people. And Kendall's like, are you kidding? It'll be seen in Japan. And then they run away. <laughs> One of the Jennifers greets the crew to tell them where the apartment is and ask them to be quiet to not disturb other residents. She is posing as the manager. And again, this crew believes that a 16-year-old is in a position of authority and just go with it. Well, I mean, they're the future famous. (laughs) That's true. That's just what it's like in LA. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, Logan, meanwhile, still thinks it's a bad idea, but Kendall counters this with, a life without risk isn't a life I'll live, my friend. Now, off to apartment 2J. It's... <laughs> and it's incredible, and it didn't do his delivery justice at all. Kendall's having so much fun. He's I'm talking fun. about the actor and the character. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> Which is fun because the next episode he said was his yeah. favorite. Yeah. Not this one. <laughs> and then it flips back to James and Gustavo, and James says that he loves... He loves being a part of the RCMCBT Global Nut Sanyoin Company. Thank you. I can't say that. (laughs) I got you. But he hates their hair dryers because they completely ignore ionized technology. Cut! Just say what's on the card! And then when they're going back and forth and bickering, he suddenly gets a bandana on his head again. (laughs) And Gustavo said, where'd you get that bandana? And he goes, a waffle? No thanks, I already ate. And then so right before that, oh yeah, (laughs) does it? But right before that, Gustavo's saying, "You have said nothing I can use in the past two hours." And James goes, "And in no way am I purposely stalling you." (laughs) And that's where where'd you get that bandana? That's when the bandana reappears. I'm just very bandana focused right now. Oh, understandable. So, quick diversion. When I was in middle school, I did this thing where I would have, like, notebooks or write down quotes from TV shows I thought were funny. Oh, I, I guess, get that. Yeah, I guess that's how I, like, define my personality. Mm-hmm. So most of them were from Big Time Rush. Many of them were from this episode, actually. The peak one was, a waffle? No thanks, I already ate. <laughs> that was just written in a notebook. <laughs> Why were waffles the funniest thing of the time period? Also, this was early in the episode, right? Where they're like, oh, Logan, you're being such a party pooper. And he goes, I'm not scared, I'm realistic. For some reason, I thought that was, like, a really clever thing to say, so I also wrote that in there. <laughs> Logan was my favorite, so I was super biased, but I'm like, wow. I love middle school you. <laughs> no, God. I'm so sad we were friends till high school. <laughs> it flashes to Logan and Kendall outside of apartment 2J, talking about how excited they are that things are working, and then the construction lady calls their Griffin. phone again. Yes, she calls Griffin again. Griffin, like, quotes. <laughs> And so they have to stomp on his foot so he can do his Griffin impression again. Wait, did they stomp on him again? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even notice yeah. that. Oh, he just can't do it. I'm looking in pain. Oh, that sucks. How did they discover this? <laughs> <laughs> did they just, like, did they injure him on accident? And then when he spoke, he, they were like, yo, that sounds just like Griffin. We should use that yeah, sometime. Yeah, was that, like... <laughs> or, or, when they heard Griffin speak for the first time, but they're like, hey, Kendall, that's what you sound like when you're in pain. Well, that's so... Fu- or, sorry. <laughs> it's Logan... How are we? There's so many points. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, because the other thing is, if they find out that if they hurt him, then he'll do what they say. Because <laughs> the oh. other's really scary possibility. Oh, I don't think it's that one. No, but... I think it's just the voice. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoy that one much more. Let's go with that. So the construction foreman woman is like, if we're going to install this swirly slide, we're going to have to bust through the ceiling. And Logan is like, no, we can't. Like, Break covers the phone. <laughs> and tries to convince Kendall that they can't. And Kendall agrees. And then Logan picks up the phone again and is like, do it. I think he just says, yes. (laughs) She's like, sir, can we demolish the ceiling? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And she's so eager to do this that she just screams fire in the hole immediately. 
And there's like literal explosions happening behind the door. That's when Logan jumps into Kendall's arms in fear. And I do love that trope whenever they do that. They're so, so strong and willing to protect each other. Kendall's just ready for it. Yeah. Then, so I'm trying to unpack exactly why Logan said yes there because there's a possibility that he panicked and said yes. But then after that, he says, I hope you're right about this taking risks thing. So did he decide in that second, I'm going to take a risk? Okay, if you would allow me to dive way too deep into yes, a moment on the Scott Fellow show. Um, <laughs> he knows that the most important thing to Carlos is the swirly slide. And in the first episode, there was that moment where Logan was sad and terrified and Carlos realized his pain and decided to do something to like... You mean when he farted into the microphone? Well, yeah. Um, but I think that it was like, in that moment, he realized that he could repay that kindness. <laughs> And this is all, you know, this is all in teenage boy language. (laughs) Demolishing a ceiling and farting in the microphone. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. Um, But yeah, the explosions are what finally gets bitters out of his office. (laughs) Play with a bumblebee's play. And as he freaks out and runs into the hall, he's got a mouthful of french fries. And as he runs, he's like pumping his arms so all the fries fall out of the basket (laughs) in his hand. And all the while, flight of the bumblebee is just going. And in the hallway, he runs into the Jennifers, who are covered in blood, which is... because the Jennifers told the boys that Bitters was coming. The boys say that they need help, and they go, oh, they're desperate. Fine, we get roles in your next three music videos, and we sing backup on your next track, which doesn't happen. speaking roles? Speaking roles, yes, which... Do they have speaking roles in music videos? I mean, that One One Direction music video. Yeah, that's true. Um, Some music videos have speaking roles, but I feel like you have to be, like, established as an artist before... get away with that? I guess in the beginning of Till I Forget About You, they speak. Yeah. She, he's just like, she broke up with me. And then they're just like yelling things as they arm wrestle. So right. I guess that's a speaking <laughs> But like, either they just didn't do that, and the Jennifer has just allowed that to not happen, allowed their deal to not go through, mm-hmm. or there are music videos that exist in the Big Time Rush universe that we have never seen. Oh, man. So what are their next three music videos? Well, the first music video is The City's Ours. Yes, which they are in, but they have to make a separate deal for that. It's true. Oh, man. I don't know, guys. <laughs> well, they're in the big time rush one in this episode, so maybe that counts as one? Okay. I yeah. assume but No, that was this video. They already made a deal for this video. Oh, so this is separate? Yeah. <laughs> You're right. Oh, so we'll, we'll see. We'll keep an eye out for that, anyways, just in case. That's when Bitters runs into them. <laughs> the Bitters runs into the Jennifers, and they are covered in ketchup, which is supposed to look like blood, and screaming. They said, a refrigerator that you installed fell on us. We're gonna sue the Palm Woods. <laughs> it doesn't look like the injuries that that would cause. And I guess but, that worked. I mean, he's frazzled. He's already frazzled about the explosions, and then they throw him even more off kilter by standing far away. With red on them and screaming about suing. Do you guys remember if he has more fries at this point? I don't um, recall. I think he's lost his yeah, fries. Yeah, he okay. dropped all of them. Um, so he, yeah, they run away screaming and he runs after them yelling, Don't sue! So they, they do act. We've seen it. Mm-hmm. Oh. I do want to talk about really quick the fact that Kendall has just, he has ketchup on his person <laughs> in case of emergency <laughs> such as this. I mean, I they weren't able to dip into 2J. Right. Yeah, they... And she said, where's the ketchup? He <laughs> <laughs> just... <laughs> or did he steal it from Bitters somehow when they were downstairs? Because he eats french fries, maybe he has ketchup around. Did they, anticipate, dry. did they anticipate needing the ketchup? I mean, maybe as a backup, like, we might need to make something look like fake blood if something goes wrong. But you know that he has not been thinking ahead. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I, I really do like the theory that he just has it <laughs> in general. He just has ketchup packets in, in all of his pockets. Mrs. Knight is furious Packets every make a lot more sense. I was thinking of a full <laughs> bottle, like in a cargo short pocket. <laughs> <laughs> No, he just, I bet he just hoards ketchup packets and Mrs. Knight has to make sure to, like, triple check before she does laundry because she's made a mistake too many times. Oh, no. Oh, she's made, I'm sure she's made a lot of, it's not her mistake, but I'm sure there's been a lot of laundry incidents with the boys leaving things in their pockets. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know if they are, but I hope that, I hope she doesn't do all of their laundry. She probably does. Mm. I want them to do their own laundry. But you know that they don't. Logan might. No, he can't. No. (laughs) He wouldn't be capable. None of Maybe them, no, none James of them. might because he has to take special care of like his lucky white V-necks and stuff. That that I will give you. Yeah, right. Carlos might be able to do it, but like chaotically, like he'd throw everything in and throw a bunch of detergent in there, and then everything would just be like super no, wrinkled. He'd just but... scrub it in the tub. Oh god. Or like he wears his clothes and jumps in the pool. No, and that, that <laughs> oh, you're right. <laughs> 
<laughs> Man, Brayton Mars is open to this one. Cool. He showers with his clothes oh on, washing me and my clothes. Oh, I hate teenage boys so much. <laughs> I, know. I used to know teenage girls who did that. So we go back to um, the fake set, or Kelly goes back to the fake set and knocks on the door and is like, I need to see the set, please. She goes in because the power tool batteries went out. Oh, yeah, that's when she approaches as much as she Because she knows that they're not <laughs> working at it anymore. They're so close. So she tries to get in there, and Carlos screams. And she's like, Carlos? And then <laughs> she recognizes his screaming no. I just, which, I, I buy that. I bet that's happened a lot of times. Yeah. And then Carlos... Doing the harmonies? Yeah. He yells... No, this is not Carlos in a high-pitched voice. No, this is not Carlos! And it's the hardest I laughed this whole episode. <laughs> Something about this. So that's when they grab really a bunch of wooden me. boards and, like, put them over the door. And Kelly's just, like, I'm getting security. <laughs> and they stand back and look at their work and say, do you think it's going to work? And Carlos, so proud of himself, says, it works in cartoons. <laughs> Logan and Kendall are confronted as they leave the elevator by Bitters, who has apparently realized the ploy. So he's standing there with Gustavo. He's holding up a french fry with ketchup on it. <laughs> That's and what then, this whole episode has been leading to? Right, so he's just like, I figured out it's ketchup. And then Gustavo eats the fry before he physically grabs them and drags them over to the pool for their interviews. And Bitters says, why are the Jennifers dripping ketchup all over my <laughs> pool? I don't think you built them, sir. I don't think it's... I don't think you own the... Maybe you do. I think he owns it, because I don't think anybody who's in charge of him would allow him to get away with but any of the stuff he does. He's the manager, and I feel like he doesn't have that much power. True. Like, I think probably the higher-ups just don't give a shit. That's... Okay, that's... They probably own, like, a bunch of different apartment buildings, and For that the one's future very... famous? <laughs> no, but I bet the other ones are way nicer, so mm. they don't care about what happens to the palm ones, because, like, it's fine, and they're getting money, so... Right. Um, as they're being dragged over to do their interviews, they run into James, and all they have to that time to say is... Bitters, cold red. Um, and that prompts the triumphant music to start playing again with like the, the brass and everything. That's when James pulls out a bandana. It starts. <laughs> we get really good close-ups. He ties bandanas all over his body, like his wrists, his ankles, and then one over his eyes with like eye holes, so it's a mask. And um and an entire so full-length cape. <laughs> Yeah. Was the cape, I couldn't tell, was the cape a bunch of bandanas tied together? It absolutely was. Yes. Good. They're all purple, by the way. Also, at the beginning of the scene, while he's walking past Kendall, he says, all done with my long interview, and it really killed me. (laughs) Proud of him. So then he becomes Bandana Man. He didn't say that yet, right? I'm trying to remember exactly when he says it. I think, like, as he's finally put it all together, he says, been time for bandana man or something like that and then uh, runs off i don't think he does no, doesn't he just say like it's go time oh okay yes i just typed so bandana man because i was excited we'll, we'll come back to this we'll figure it out <laughs> the important part is that bandana man has arrived <laughs> so back at rock records kelly has successfully gotten security and they're working on breaking the door down because all the boards i guess are kind of working so that's great so kelly and camille and carlos they've just kind of given up they're just sitting on the floor next to each other they're back again so we'll just kind of like watching they're just chilling out carlos is eating a snack. <laughs> and then it flashes back to Bandana Man in the hallway with bitters. I don't I'm... think that happens yet, because okay. first... Yeah. I am so bandana-focused right now. <laughs> no, you're fine. No, because they're all just very chill and have accepted their fate about the fake recording studio thing that didn't work. I think they also realize that they've stalled long enough. Right. Once I actually get in, they all just kind of wave at Kelly, <laughs> and Kelly's just flipping out. Like, she does not know what to do. And that's when it goes back to the pool and shows Kendall's interview. So Kendall goes, I love all of our, our CMCBT Global Net Sanride products, and I hope to fill my room with them someday. Soon. soon. Oh, yeah. Soon. <laughs> with a big awesome. thumbs up. Okay, yes. The bandana definitely happened before someday soon. <laughs> Did it really? Yeah. Bitters is very afraid of Bandana Man. And he screams and <laughs> runs into the closet. He's terrified. Well, it's but really the good. reason he's terrified is because this bandana clothed man <laughs> showed up in the hallway. No, like, I would be angrily running down. And he like shrieks. Like before he shrieks, he like slowly cocks his head to the slide <laughs> and spreads his arms out and then shrieks and runs at him. I would run. So first he has this pose though where he like puts his arms up kind of like a bird as yeah. he's shrieking and he lifts one leg too. <laughs> And that's when Bitters runs into the supply closet that's right there, which has a lock on the outside yeah. of the door for some reason. And so, uh. he's like, but it's not, there's not even a 
lock on. Like, it's like one of those lock mechanisms where you, there's something sticking out of the door, and then right, there's, there's a, a latch, part, and then you have to, a latch that goes over, and then you have to put, like, a padlock on it, but there is no padlock, so, so he, he uses instead, a bandana. But he doesn't even put it inside, he just places it on top, and calls it a day, <laughs> and it works. I, yeah, it's the magic of the bandana. I'm obsessed with bandana, man. <laughs> well, he, he does this crazed laugh also as he goes yeah. to run the, to lock the door. I can't even attempt it, but it's really terrifying, it's, honestly. He's the villain. <laughs> oh, God, that's another angle I did not even explore. Yeah. Um, that's why they all are so opposed to the bandanas, because they, they know, know bandana means evil. It's like, it's like his two-face. Oh, no. And then no, I would argue that the boys are the villains in this episode in general. Oh, yeah, yeah for sure. But I they just know support them about it. They know that Bandana Man is an evil beyond their control. <laughs> and he has fewer morals than they do. Okay. And so they don't want to unleash what's absolutely necessary. <laughs> and James says, and they said bandanas weren't cool. So I don't know if he ends up telling the story or proving it to them. And probably not. But... No, he doesn't because they find out later what happened. Oh, true. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so back in the ultimate team crib, which has been established in apartment 2J, Gustavo's like completely losing his shit. He's Frankenstein's monster. Just, <laughs> <laughs> but Carlos and Katie do get to go down the swirly slide together and just the fun little, um, what kind of sound effect is that? Like a little whistle? Like a slide whistle? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Logan is spinning on a bar stool, which I really <laughs> enjoy. James is just bouncing on the couch. <laughs> this is when Kelly has to inform Gustavo that there's no time to move the set back to the studio, so this is where he does those really distressed noises. And then your Frankenstein monster walks <laughs> up to Kendall, who's playing the little dome hockey, and grabs him by the arms and shouts in his face, Light it. <laughs> and shoot it! So he's just screaming it directly into Kendall's face. He's not speaking to him. He's just really mad at him. He wants him to suffer, and he doesn't want to blow up too much on him because he does not have time for it. <laughs> yeah, and it's definitely not the first time he's gotten that close to Kendall's face. And it will not be the last. Yeah, rough vibes. So this, I think this is where it cuts to, they show us the last few seconds of the music video, <laughs> which they let James keep the bandana. He's wearing Yay. the bandana in the music video. I'm very happy for him. But he's also wearing a super low v-neck, so I guess. It's his risky fashion decision. You're <laughs> right. I love whenever they perform the theme song. I don't know about in real life, probably in real life too, but definitely in the show, like on the last guitar note, they always like jump and then land in a pose and point yeah. at the camera. I love that. And now that the music video, as soon as it ends, they immediately start dismantling the set so they can bring it back to the warehouse and all the boys are so distressed <laughs> about it. When they remove a section of the swirly side, Carlos screams, swirly! Which he's named it, which I don't love. Just, he finally got what he wanted. <laughs> really smug about it and my favorite is when he yells take down that cool thing they roll out the disgusting carpet again and they paint the walls <laughs> that horrible beige again they bring back in the couch and I guess they fixed it while they were taking it out because then the boys flop onto it and it breaks again. Right before that happens, I just want to mention, because it goes with the dog theme, it's when Gustavo says, the little dogs, they thought they outsmarted the big dog, and then he barks at them, like, yes. really intensely. Oh, God. Yeah, now they're back with their shitty apartment and all the cool stuff is gone. But at and least it's taller. That's true. <laughs> So what was above them? <laughs> Did someone live there? I don't think anyone. They're only on the second floor. How tall is this place? If they never mention a 3J, then we know that they have destroyed apartment 3J. <laughs> True. So now they have to play the music video for Fujisaki to see if he likes it. So they're Skyping with him. I'm assuming he's in Japan somewhere. Um, so you and I'm assuming that he's tired because it's night? Yeah. It's oh, that's okay. very late for him. I didn't even think of that because, yeah, on the video screen, he's just like fully falling asleep, like slumped yeah. onto the desk. I thought it was just because he was super old, but the night thing would also really checks out. I mean, again, both. They have been saying how old he is the whole time, so maybe yeah, that's I what thought, they were going for. Yeah, the people around him have to lift him back up yeah. to help him sit up. Once he gets fully set up, I'm the gong plates. <laughs> he sits up. Um, no, he's I, got a cute little bonsai tree on the table next to him. I'm pretty sure those are like actually Japanese, so that mm -hmm. one checks out. I wrote down that he probably immediately dies off screen. Well, no. We know 
that he doesn't because of future events. Yes. That future event may kill him. I don't really know. <laughs> Unclear. And their music video, I noticed at one point, so there's a cameraman perched on the outside of this whirly slide, and in the moment I was just like, wow, they just did a really bad job with this video. I can't believe they didn't notice that. But then I realized that kind of the whole point of the music video is that you see them filming the video and mm -hmm. <laughs> that was intentional. But there is a good few moments where I'm just like, they just put that whole man in the video. <laughs> he's just he's right there. He's on the swirly slide. Maybe he's using one of their cameras. So it keeps cutting back and forth between them performing in the pool team hangout and then their interviews by the pool. So Kendall's interview, he's saying, we love hockey, we love singing. <laughs> so the very first thing he says, we love hockey. God. <laughs> and Fujisaki is not having a good time. He's like coughing and like wheezing. It sounds like he's dying. It's rough. He doesn't like Kendall, I guess. <laughs> Carlos's interview he goes, why do I wear the helmet? And he gives us this little shrimp montage. He runs headfirst into a wall, and then he also is like spinning on the ground on his head, and it cuts back to his interview, and then someone just throws rocks in <laughs> this huge thing. It just bounces off his helmet. He barely reacts. His like eyes close as it hits him in the head, and then he just opens his eyes. He's like, that was a rock. <laughs> And James's entire thing was three seconds of him smiling and looking pretty for the camera because I guess the rest of it was just so unusable that they couldn't put anything. <laughs> and then Logan starts. <laughs> he says, I am the smart one yeah. of the group. But I'm not afraid to take risks. Much like the RCM 64-bit Corvus processor. Which prompts Fujisaki to go, ha! <laughs> Because it also shows Logan. the Jennifers and they're dancing and holding various, like one was holding a little laptop, different electronic devices. I would never self-identify as the smart one. Right. No. Like, that's not a boy band trope. <laughs> I mean the sweet nerdy one, I suppose. So once the music video ends, they all look to Fujisaki. Everyone's waiting with bated breath for his reaction. And he says, I like the boys. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> me too. Um, so everyone's cheering and celebrating because that means that they don't all lose their jobs and everything. Yay! I'm proud of them. Mm -hmm. So Griffin's also there, and that's when he turns to Gustavo. He goes, You were a good boy today, Gustavo. And he grabs his face and pats his head and says, Good boy! <laughs> And then just walks out. I hate him so much. I know. Horrifying insight. So do you think Griffin did it to Gustavo first and then he did it to the boys? Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because I wasn't sure if Gustavo started doing it, but then Griffin like caught on. He's like, I like that. I'm going to do it to torture him. No, I think that everything that Gustavo does to the boys is something that Griffin has done to him directly. In his mind, Griffin utilizes power and he wants to be feared and respected in the way that Griffin is. Mm -hmm. But he doesn't actually have anything to back up his weirdness. So he's just being weird. He just yells a lot. Mm -hmm. And also in the scene, Logan's wearing a sweater vest. Yeah, definitely I cut out pictures of Logan wearing sweater vests. I think that's another reason he is my favorite. That was nice. That was a nice thing <laughs> for me in this episode. And Kendall is kind of nervous about talking to Gustavo again, because last time they spoke, he screamed a lot in his face. So he's like, so we learned a lot here today, didn't we? You, you did, did some things. things. We, we did, did some things. things. Ten hours <laughs> of harmonies no breaks! <laughs> so they do these 10 hours of harmonies and then they're very tired and, and they, they trudge back into 2J with their heads down. With their heads down so it takes them like a second longer than the viewer to realize. Great, because you hear the swirly slide sound effect. It's the first thing you hear when they walk into the apartment. <laughs> and yeah, they look up. Katie's just emerged from the swirly slide and they're trying to process what's happening around them. Mrs. K is like, she's so fucking chill about it. She's like, I love what you've done with the place. She's sitting on this hideous orange couch. <laughs> I mean, it's She's, better than what was there before. Mm -hmm. Also, so she was going to be job hunting from 11 to 3. They filmed mm -hmm. the video at 3. And then they mm -hmm. tore down everything. And then <laughs> somewhere in there, in that 10-hour span, they put it back. So clearly she had to approve of it. Like, she was there for the second time. I'm sure Kelly handled a lot of that. Mm, and was true. like, hey, this is the deal. This is what happened. She's like, yeah, that all checks out. <laughs> I know them. <laughs> She's too chill. So Right, so then I had this, like, it wasn't a big revelation at all, but I was like, wow, he kept them out of the apartment for 10 hours, not because he wanted to torture them, but he wanted to have them until the renovations were done. They just had to stay out. So I was like, oh, that's really sweet. No, it didn't you don't take think 10 so? hours. How do you know? Because the first time it took it was, like three hours. But that was all fake. What? <laughs> what are you talking? <laughs> I mean, they didn't like put anything in there to last. It was all like props. They right? painted the walls. Yeah, I mean, and they took up the carpets. Right, but I wouldn't imagine the swirly slide was like structurally sound. They destroyed the ceiling. <laughs> Especially 
actually nothing structurally sound. I think they need to like get an expert in there to make sure that the pommas isn't gonna like collapse. Alright, I'll give you that. <laughs> I'm probably wrong. I just like to think that it was a cute thing, but it's yes. mostly I just not. I don't think he's capable of sweet things yet. So Gustavo <laughs> follows them in there. <laughs> Did he follow them home? I think so. <laughs> he came home with them. How are they getting back and forth? How did they get from they? Ron and like, They've had to run there before, but I'm pretty sure they have like, like a driver or something. Uber set didn't up. exist yet. This is whatever rock records is under. They have a lot of money. Or like Palm Woods might have little taxis. They definitely have chauffeurs. Okay. Yeah, so maybe it's like, oh, I need to get to this place and then I either add it onto your rent or like part of it. I don't know. Is it raining? I think so. Sorry for the sound quality, it's fine. So, Gustavo has followed them home like a fucking creep. I'm like, Gustavo, what is this? And he says, this is a bone. <laughs> bone? So, and then Gustavo, you're like, I am your superior officer. <laughs> I mean, that is definitely something that Kendall would instigate, I guess. <laughs> given the opportunity. Just yell bone at him. <laughs> Yeah, tell him that he needs to bone. But so, Kendall yeah. is 16. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay, but if we're talking season four, he's 20, and then he can yeah. make a joke like that, and it's... I think 20 by season four? It's four years, right? Also, at least four. Really? Because season one took two years, I think. I'm That's... assuming time... They might not be. They're probably not. Or it can't be. There's no way. I just like to think that real time corresponds, but... I mean, we'll, we'll have a timeline by the end of this. We'll because well, it's also... They've only been a boy band for a week at this point, and we're on yeah. episode four. Yeah. So. Time moves differently at the Palm Woods. I guess so. <laughs> so this is a bone. <laughs> and Logan's like, come again? <laughs> yeah, that's when he spins out his whole dog analogy again. Because you have to train dogs properly. You gotta throw them a treat every now and then. And then Kelly's really proud of him. She's like beaming at him. <laughs> and they go and enjoy all their things. And she goes, they're not like other bands. <laughs> <laughs> well, she tells them, we lost a day of rehearsal, so we gotta start early tomorrow. Carlos is like, we'll be there, we promise, no more surprises. And that's when we hear the banging on the wall of their kitchen. And Bitters punches through the drywall and emerges from the supply closet. And Logan goes, you locked him in a supply closet? <laughs> and James says, no. Bent in a bit. <laughs> That's definitely not where the supply closet was in the hallway. No, that's not where that oh, was. No, no, definitely not. <laughs> supply closets work differently at the Hallwoods. I so think he's, he's not mad about being locked in the supply closet. He's mad that the room has been altered. Yeah, he's, and he's gonna kick them out the next day. But, okay, I was doing the math on this. Oh, God, I sound like fucking Logan. <laughs> so the boys just did 10 hours of harmonies, right? So that's at least 10 hours in the supply closet. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, they had two hours to film the music video, so that's another two hours. And he was just listening to the music happening. <laughs> yeah. And then, that's not including the meeting with Fujisaki, mm -hmm. travel time. It's probably like 14 hours he's just been in that supply closet. Mm -hmm. Without any fries. Right, yeah. So, I don't know. He doesn't seem to care about that, so I guess it's fine. But yeah, Kelly just hands him a check for $1,000, and then he's fine with everything and just goes back to his office. I think he's says, realizing that they're going to continue destroying things, and he's going <laughs> to continue getting paid way too much to fix them, so it's worth it. Buy so many fries with that kind of money. <laughs> and as he leaves, he says, have a Palmwoods day, everyone. That's his thing. It's not a thing. Oh, it's his thing. <laughs> I hate it. it he's vile. Uh, <laughs> Gustavo also leaves, and as he's walking away with his back turned, he goes, I don't like them. <laughs> They're dogs, and I'm training them. <laughs> That's it. Everyone's happy. They did it. They have a cool ultimate teen hangout crib and they get to live in it. Yeah, no, that's a pretty positive ending actually. Yeah. yeah. Everyone gets what they want, right? Yeah. No one no one else wore bandanas though. Right. So I guess we're still gonna be fighting that fight. Because I know at least two of them wear bandanas in the Jordan Sparks episode. So maybe that was James's doing? Unsure. Mm. We'll look into it. That's it, right? Yeah. Good episode. Good friends, good eats. <laughs> no. Uh. I don't know, do we have any more trivia? I found out that Famous was covered by a Swedish girl group called Play, and apparently their cover made such an impact that if you look up the song on Wikipedia, it'll be like, Famous is a song by, is a 2010 song by Swedish girl group Play. Oh. And then if you scroll down, there's a tab for Big Time Rush version. Oh, like, oh actually it's from this. 
And that's wild. I've never that's seen crazy. that happen. That's that's a lot. Proud of them, I guess. It's yeah. not a bad cover. Please join us next time. We talk about Big Time Bad Boy, and I'm very excited. <laughs> bad, terrible boys. <laughs> <laughs> I think that it's time for us to get going. Yes, it's girl no, time it's girl over. Time. <laughs> well, girl time has to be over. What if the podcast is ending? Isn't that not girl time anymore? No! It's girl time! Well, my pants are cold. <laughs> I gotta go test my lemon bite. Agency. <laughs> <laughs>